Welcome to Geek Out Weekly, the podcast where we geek out, not so strongly, on a roughly seven-day basis. I'm your host, Adil, and I'm joined by Ben. Hey! It's it's been it's been a minute. We've had a couple of weeks mm-hmm. off with you off and um a delayed release of Godzilla versus Kong. Um yes. But yeah, uh, it's good to have you back. Um enjoy your mug. For those of you listening, you aren't able to see this lovely um very linear R2D2 mug. Mm-hmm. That's great. We've had it for years. Democracy. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. Less good. Um, and this week we're talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now that mm-hmm. it's all wrapped up. Uh, it was a short six episodes. Um, mm. I'm going to say a little too short for what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just get um, just your initial gestalt opinion of the whole thing. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I, I think I remained... As we kind of discussed after watching the first two episodes, um, I liked the balance of action versus kind of character building and the intrigue sort of side of things. And I remember us, at least myself, saying I was worried that the things that they are trying, the, the, the big topics that they are trying to hit need to be very well presented, thought out, explored. And I think they did that reasonably well, but not to the level that I think either of us wanted them to. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am probably more on the side of, I kind of wish they didn't try and take all this stuff on because mm. it, it, especially in this day and age, bringing in class and race. And then sort of fumbling the first one and really doing like stereotypical messaging on the second one just mm. kind of eh. um it, it felt um so i like i the action kept a pace i think it yeah. also um because they were sort of on the run and le- like moving around through basically on their own with less support and stuff my big complaints about like the first set piece being like very confusing when you think about how everything might be laid out and why these helicopters would be here, et cetera, by making it much more punchy punchy versus missily missily. Yeah. Um I think <laughs> it's a technical it, term. Yeah. I think that really uh helped it out because mm-hmm. then then the scenes felt more grounded. It also like having the enemies be super soldiers on the run and so a lot of like looking, searching, moving, um, and then some punchy punchies, etc. Really um, d- did a better job at keeping me interested in the action instead of sort of CGI blobs flying about yes. in questionable circumstances. Um, yes, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I Unlike WandaVision, which is just a tough act to follow, really, mm. I don't think I'll rewatch it. Uh-huh. Um... But uh, yeah, but we can go on to our final thoughts uh, after we finish discussing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess hmm, I have I get I think we should hold on to those big themes until later. But let's talk sure. about I think do do more of a character driven discussion of, mm. of the show um, rather than sort of episodes because uh, I think characters had certain arcs, and 
I'm going to start with one which is going to lead us into speculation, which I don't care will be in the middle of the episode, because who cares about structure? <laughs> um, I think they done sharing some dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you could kind of see it coming, couldn't you? In the In the episode where they go back to her... Was it the second episode where they actually go to her place and yeah. she's um, got all of this? I think the moment for me when she called up Batrock and was chatting to him on the phone, I'm like, shit, she's the power broker. Oh, yeah, but she, that that was later in the run. I think it was later was, in the run. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but they were they were building up. They were dropping those little hints straight away for mm-hmm. you to kind of pick up. It's like, why is she so rich in this place? Wow, she's just done really, really well for herself. Uh, how did she know that they were there? And you know, so many things that they kind of dropped in, but they did. They absolutely sort of. Um, so I, I don't know. Does it set her up to be a, a villain? Or well, let's 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 slow down on the setup and let's just talk a bit more about. So, like, we have to remember her past was what she what she went was on the wrong side of the American government in Civil War, and mm-hmm. so then had to go underground, and then she. We learned that she ran to Madripoor because it doesn't have extradition. Mm-hmm. And then Jess was very good at Madripoor um, and became successful behind the scenes person and doing a lot of art theft trading, question mm-hmm. mark, is how they, she was sort of set up and such that thus she had connections, right? Yeah. Um, and it, even then, like that episode, I felt this is really strange for that character. Like it, it the... First, it was like I had to be a mercenary just to survive because I have a certain set of skills. Like, and then it immediately swivel pivoted to art stuff, and you're like, "That's not really cutting your teeth to survive in this place." Um, so you're right. That's when the like the the, the bell started to ring. Of something is not quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we fast forward. We find she call, calls. Batrock, she she hops in and out of the series, basically helping, doing weird favors when when need be, yes. trying to trade for a pardon. Uh, and I just felt like not only was that a, makes her seem really weird, with which I have a suspicion about, but um, it just also didn't get enough screen time to be really believable. The like pivots mm. and and like pump fakes that they were involved, right? Like mm-hmm. she. So we, we, we end up, she ends up being in the final, fi- showing up in the final battle, spoiler alert, she does some shooting, which is just so that we can have the bad guy disappear and not have the good guy be a killer, but also it didn't really make sense in the moment, except that she's now evil, quote, quote, like, she, that's what evil people do, it's kind of our, what we talked about with suddenly guns are pulled by the head of sword at the end of WandaVision, you're like, mm. he wasn't telegraphed. Like, this is just a generic evil move of, and now I shoot you. And it's like, well, this is really weak, even as a, like, oh, you're secretly evil. It was just like, oh, right, you're Marvel evil now. Yeah, I think in that sort of, in that final um, final fight scene, uh, she is talking to Carly, saying, you know, come back to me. Um, you know, come come and work for me back in Madripoor. And, and wanting the kind of the super soldiers to be part of her retinue, uh, a part of her arsenal as well about, you know, whatever she does in Madripoor to be the power broker and stuff. And I think 
even though it's not sort of shown, she kind of wants to protect her persona and and hide that she's the power broker more than she wants Carly to kind of come back to her. I guess she's she's more interested in that power that she already has than she is in in trying to resolve the situation uh, that she finds herself in. So I can see why they made her shoot Carly, but. I think it's more sort of not on a whim as such, but it is just to protect herself. She's like, right, situation's gone. I'll just do this because I can get out of here. Rather yeah. than being kind of like an evil act sort of thing. We're, we're kind of led a little bit further on to think that she is then Marvel evil again in that end scene Stinger. where she is given her pardon and they give her back her job. Which, yeah, so that's like, why I wanted sure. to bring this up, because it was just like, well, that that don't make any sense. <laughs> like, we're pardoning you, but also, here's a well-paid, deep, we're not even going to revet you. Like, I mean, deep yeah. What have you been secrets? doing for the last, like, five years? Who knows? We've got yeah, no it idea. Was, and it, and it, was, it felt like so much plot-driven... Um, like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to get the next her role in the next phase of the MCU. So we're just going to don't think about this. And I feel like maybe that's colored my viewing of that final scene. You've given a really good uh, explanation of what how you could read that. And I didn't mm-hmm. read it that way after I watched the whole episode because mm-hmm. I was like, right, she just needs to be bad. So she shot her because because you've you've done this really stupid thing later, making me not appreciate that there could have been a more nuanced take. Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, so so um, she just yeah, it's just just disappointing. Bring her back to be a telegraph bad that you had. And I feel like the reason why I talked to her because it feels so much like my problem with the series, which is very interesting. Bringing up bringing up interesting things like how do you survive, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also reminded me in one of the episodes that Sharon was snapped, which means. Since Civil War, there was a five-year period ending very recently where she wasn't there. So how the fuck did she become and maintain being the power broker? Was she snapped? It's what they, they mentioned it, and then I looked on MCU Wiki. Well, is it is it mentioned in a way that... Uh, I don't know. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, I, I obviously missed that um, that part. Whether it's, Let me again, double check. Maybe that's part of the, you know... Part of the, the the misinformation that she put out there that she wasn't snapped, she was building up her empire, but she made it seem like she was snapped. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But who so, knows? I mean, I, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. So. Yeah. So I mean, according to the MCU fandom wiki, she was a she was a snap blip person, hmm. which is just so weird, right? So then she, like, how did she possibly, she, so then she became the power broker in even less time, yeah. and disappeared and reappeared, and everyone's like, yep, you're still, in this, like, cutthroaty place, you're still fine, question mark? Like, it really just felt like, uh, you don't really care about this character, you just want to mo- have the moving pieces, and so long as they seem okay at the time. Mm. So even, mm. like, if I'm the power broker, I don't want, I know how good Bucky and, and um, Falcon are. I'm not going to help them find my scientist who has the only way of making this 
serum and hasn't yet made more since 20 serum vials have been taken. That's the plot of the power broker. And it's like, how is she possibly leading them directly to this guy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with Zemo? Um, and then, like, shooting who? She called in people to attack them because they did something against the power broker. And now she's shooting the people she wants to give a reward to. And this just seems like, no, if she actually managed to be the power broker, she could machinate and better than mm -hmm. this. Like, this is what I mean about, like, doing her dirty, even, the like, making her, like, evil. I'm fine with that's interesting plot, but it's just so thin yeah. upon inspection. And this yeah. is one of the reasons I don't want to go back and watch it, because then it's like a lot of these twists make the early episodes not great, I don't think, mm -hmm. like more mm -hmm. confusing. Um, and then, so yeah, so that I just wanted to bring up, because I think it's a good parallel for the way I think the series is like a lot of this scene's really cool at the time moments, yeah, um, but doesn't really make sense. Um, but so she... Gets her job back, leaves the Senate house thing, the place where all of the things happen because mm -hmm. setting. Government building one. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately goes on her phone and is like, I have access to anyone on the staircase. Mm -hmm. Sure. I Again, I don't like when movies like do this dramatic thing and it's like, but there's, you're not even pretending. <laughs> like, I get that it's a cool looking scene, but you're not even pretending. Um, and so my hypothesis is that she's a scroll. Yes, yes. I also I mean, thought right. I also thought that as well. Yeah. We've already seen then, that in the Then the turn makes from... sense and it's very it, yeah. it also makes sense why they kind of shoved it in kind of those last moments to help bring on the next uh -huh. phase because that's always the difficult thing on these Marvel pieces. Um it, is it is adding I, adding the intrigue afterwards while trying to pretend like you've wrapped things up. Yes, and I, I think they'll, um, you know, I, I I reckon that this first slate of movies and things that are going to be coming out won't be dealing with the scroll until we get to um, Captain Marvel two. Um, we saw kind of the end stinger with um, WandaVision as well, which which featured them. They. Um, whether we'll see that come up in Loki as well, whether they'll just again as a stinger sort of thing building up to that, and then a few of the films will kind of lead in to then that being the combination of you know, Avengers, whatever that's going to be, or, or or Captain Marvel leading into that sort of thing. So I, I think they're dropping hints and they're kind of pushing that a little bit in their series, whilst not making it sort of the dominant part and as we've just talked about we can see how if you deconstruct it a little bit doesn't really fit in with everything else that they're trying to do kind of on each of the series so yeah and i think that's one of the reasons why i really liked wandavision because it like lent on previous mcu stuff without making it like required reading mm -hmm. but really didn't try didn't do a lot of the foreshadowing except for the final stinger and stuff and just knowing that like you know oh you're the chaos magic is probably we know she's going to be in thing and like some of the lines about chaos magic were like clearly specifically jargon specific jargon instead of general jargon but yep. they played both roles so it was fine mm -hmm. right like all those scenes with agatha being like Ah, yes, you, you you were prophesized that da, 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 chaos magic is blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, that's just in the storyline. 
she's worried about this person. Cool. Yeah. But also yeah. we know that these specific things, because we know about the comics and we know she's in the, the Doctor Strange movie, we know this is actually foreshadowing. That's mm-hmm. re- done really well. This feels like, oh, at some point, makes like getting a note, make Sharon say evil thing <laughs> and get job back. Yes. And then like, okay, we'll just paste a scene in because mm-hmm. we weren't doing a lot with Sharon. It's it it's it's also yeah. Um, she also like just shows up in New York? Question mark. Yeah. Illegally? Question mark. And then they. Sorry, this is. I'm gonna stop harping. Well, I'm not. But um, she shows up and it's like, Bucky, what are you doing here? Says generic government goon. And then she goes, they're like three steps past the police line and she takes this you know mission impossible mask off yeah. she goes, don't worry it's me yeah yep. and you're like but you're and then she's just sharing for the rest of the episode because they want to use the actress but it's like this makes no sense mm-hmm. and it feels so stupid and and she's never caught out on it and she's even at the big scene of the climax and she like is bleeding but like so we've got this circle of ambulances and police cars where the big speech happens. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and then he's like, time to walk away. And no reporters follow him. And then it's him and Bucky. And they're Sharon bleeding against a car. And you're like, what? None of these people looked behind this magic circle? <laughs> because the, the the writing is so, it's just, like I said, it's this moment to moment without, yep. without thinking about what the world is. And that's like what constantly let me down was all mm-hmm. these... Visually, this makes sense, but in in the language in the actual world, it doesn't. And this yes. is really frustrating when it's consistently like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example of that is when Bucky confronts Zemo, and he like points a gun, mm-hmm. and then he's like click, and then he drops all his bullets on the ground, and then the people from Wakanda come, and you're like. So now he just bends over and picks up these bullets. What the <laughs> fuck does like? What, what was he thinking? Like he. He, he clearly wanted to, like, put the fear of death of him and then be like, blah. But why would you need to drop the bullets? Except mm. someone had the idea of it would look cool if he then showed that it was empty because he dropped the bullets. It's like, this is dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. And then when the Wakanda people came, like, we're taking him to the raft. I'm, I also was like, wait, isn't the raft, the, like, the international prison? Didn't they want to? Yeah, that, that, was a, that was an odd thing that, that wasn't kind of quite resolved i i think because he was in a prison in like berlin is that where they first broke zemo yeah. out of uh but did the did the wakandans have some kind of special oh but uh but a contract the with the people at the yeah. raft do they go yeah. do they travel around the world finding people to take them to the raft well, so i mean it's, it's, again it's this is... you expected them to take him back to wakanda and and maybe he have a small part in say uh, um black panther 2 uh, but it's not. It's like, yeah, we'll just take him over here. He, he's done, and so we want to use him next. Well, and we want him with all the other bad guys in case that's useful. And, but oh, yeah. it, again, again, it's just like at one point when the, the, raft, the their motivations the raft were, goes down, and yeah, yeah, none of the motivations were made sense, right? Mm. Like it just like they they said they gave Bucky an eight hour thing or earlier in the movie because they want him because he killed Black Panther's dad, mm-hmm. o- OG. Well, not OG, but previous Black Panther. Yes. Right, um, and then it's like, yeah, we're taking him to the raft. And you're just like, what? And like, there's yeah. So so these the that those that scene struck me because it was both of those things. Mm-hmm. It was the mm-hmm. too cool for school moment that doesn't make sense, um, with the zoom in on bullets falling, and and then it's like, but we're okay. 
And then it's, wait, he's going where? And it's like, well, that doesn't... We're, yeah, were, were they just, like, really interested in getting him back into a prison? But not the one he was broken out of, which they were okay with before, because they didn't try to break him out. Like, And see, it's these little things that as soon as you start, like, start tugging, you're like, oh... If they didn't want him back in Wakanda, okay, that explains why he wasn't... They didn't try and just steal him from the Berlin prison, also mm. because of international stuff. But they've also broken international borders and stuff. And then they aren't... They're just like, this different government. And it just... It's so confusing. And it's such it's such a small scene that doesn't need to be confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think as well, it's kind of a bit of an, of an abrupt end for Zemo as well. I, I think they could have used him a little bit more... Um, based upon you know being their tour guide around for a couple of episodes and doing all of this stuff and being one of the most interesting characters uh, yeah, in the was... entire series and it's like bye thanks yeah and we, we see a little bit later on in the last episode as well that he can still pull the strings in in some ways um, with his, his butler just kind of doing dirty and setting bombs in trucks and stuff because obviously that's the skill those trucks has, are but... like the worst guarded thing. <laughs> They're the like, worst, worst made, worst guarded, possibly uh, uh, vehicle ever uh, in in Marvel history. I mean, every every vehicle seems to just explode at random at some point. Um, yeah, but yeah, he he kind of you know it, it was a nice little wrap up to see that kind of thing. But I just I wanted more Zemo. Yeah, I mean Zemo was the next on my list to chat about. Mm-hmm. So tell me why you wanted more Zemo. It's just it, Daniel Bruhl just acts him exceptionally well. He's just got this quiet arrogance, this almost deferred arrogance about him. He he, he panders to people. He's very good at... And he's very, very... Daniel was very soft in the way that he speaks and, and portrays Zemo as well. But you can tell that he is just trying to find his way in to be able to manipulate or, or a way in with a situation to be able to swing it in his kind of way. Um, it's, a, it's a really interesting character considering he's got no powers and he has this big kind of, not vendetta against the Avengers, but he wants this like equalizing moment to make sure that there isn't anyone who can be super powerful kind of out there. Um, and, and, and always has that in the back of his mind still, irrelevant of kind of what is going on or what happens. That is his through line, and he maintains that. So I think it's, it, he's one of the better written characters uh, he, in the show. He, it's funny because my, a lot of my complaints about other characters is they either have no arc mm-hmm. or they have um, a like, and now I'm okay arc. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, oh, yeah, again, it's like, ah, yeah, we're on episode six, so I guess you're now fine in this way or whatever, right? Um, and actually, Zemo, by being a villain from something before, um, and it, being not a main character, doesn't have to go through a redemption arc, and he's yes. a much better character because he ha- his through line is part of his character. It's not just mm-hmm. that he didn't progress. It's just he he's like a zealot against overpowered things, and that's why he's also an interesting villain because it's ostensibly for the betterment of humanity but he's Mm -hmm. killing people right like he's just like we shouldn't have big people he shoots the scientist right Sharon's buddy um because we can't like 
even if it's only a matter of time before someone else figures out this serum, because it's science. That's how science works. He's yep. just like, well, we can stop it for a while. I, I found, I and I, and I like, I'm constantly thinking about that, which is why he, you know, he picked up the gun in the craziness of the the lab, not to escape, but to like to do the thing he did. Yes. And then he's like, still need my help escape, and yep. you can take my gun away. I don't care. But if I have it, I can escape, right? Um, and he had that wonderful reveal of, like, when he was in his little car, he found an old version of his mask. And then he's yes. just, like, like he just was on top of everything because he was planning, the like, you, scheming the whole time. He was just, mm-hmm. like, I can do this and this. And then it's, like, and then he got them free. And he was very useful. And they he was just, yeah, just a really great character who they couldn't trust. But Bucky also because he's a gray area person got was just like this is the best way is to trust this guy who i because bucky understands him right yeah yeah and he knows that zemo's not going to he's not like a crazy generic bad he's not going to go out and just kill random people he's got a terrible plan and we need to make sure he goes back in jail but we can kind of trust him so long as our paths are together and right now our paths are super soldier oriented Mm-hmm. And then he then he immediately regrets that when it's like we found the scientist right the fuck of course you shot him <laughs> right but yeah it's who just, could it have so seen well it done. coming yeah and then and then yeah it's just like having him escape through the sewers mm. um was cool right he like outplayed the three different factions of good guys ostensibly great but then to have it be like I know where to find him. He's going to be at this memorial at the exact same moment I, after a fucking boat-fixing montage or whatever, like, because that's where it was after the boat-fixing. So mm. it's like weeks and weeks and weeks have passed, or at least two, but probably longer, question mark? I don't know what everyone else is doing during this, sidebar, but, like, he just appears and he's like, yep, found you at that place you asked me if I had gone once, because, what were you just standing there for days? <laughs> <laughs> waiting to be caught like I, it's such a shitty way to like get him caught after he escaped in such an elaborate way yes. after he like he he outsmarted them and got to the pouch and broke all but one vial because he's just like so singularly focused and so clever and then to for him to be like i want to get caught question mark i don't know maybe mm. but like it just was it, it it also isn't how he would want to get caught get caught because it's just like standing at a cgi statue and it's it's you know if he wanted to get caught why not just turn himself in why not he just goes to why wait and have this even scene with bucky and all of that sort of well stuff. and like it's, did he know that he'd get put in the raft instead of to take it to wakanda like it's just if that ends up being a thing like he's secretly schemed to get in there you're like well this is dumber than dumb yep yeah so it's just yeah i think the, the, and the, those series of episodes were with him like in the bath having whiskey giving candy to children and telling them not to trust the police like it was all very very good and then to have him just kind of shuffled away until mm-hmm. this like oh right let's remind people they liked zemo just yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, d- talking about this when we're talking about Sharon and Zemo and stuff. We haven't, you know, hit on. How, there's so many characters in this show, so many things for kind six of episodes. going on for six episodes. And and what were they? They were about between forty minutes and an hour, roughly. Yeah, I think per episode. So forty-five like ish. Mm, so we're we're maybe about five hours, something yeah. around that. So it's not something they could have done. 
you know, as a film. And we were saying, you know, I hope this isn't just like an extended film in that sort of sense. And it's just just full of sort of action moments and things like that. And I think they made it a successful enough TV series that it didn't feel like a film. You know, it wasn't sort of here is each act and played over a couple of episodes sort of thing. I, I think they yeah. did quite well in making a show and, and containing this the, the parts of the stories they wanted to within that. But it does feel like some of it was then rushed. Um, as you said at the top, you know, that there was probably more, you know, this could have been another episode and had a little bit more kind of exploration into the characters and, and just done extra stuff to flesh out everything that they were trying to kind of do. And part of that would have been at least fucking 10 more minutes of Zemo. That's all we, that's all we need. Yeah. Just 10 more minutes. Uh, yeah, and I think that um, uh, the episode 5 sort of was like a, essentially that was the, oh, well, our main characters have not moved or progressed or really interacted that much, mm. so we'll just dedicate an episode to them hanging out in a way that doesn't make sense when you think about how much time has passed since they were at each other's throats in their weird therapy session in prison, mm, question mark, mm-hmm. question mark. Like that's not like a few days and a lot of battles doesn't suddenly make them chummy, drinking beers, I'll fix your boat stuff, except that's what the plot needed, right? Yeah. And it's a fun little episode. It just, again, it doesn't hold up to any sort of notion of, wait, would they do this? Um, and then most of that episode is just wrapping up the or like bringing up the race issue again that they sort of let go for a few episodes mm-hmm. so that they could remind us that they're trying to make a point. Um, and aren't communities great? And maybe the bank screwing people over isn't a big deal because look, everything happened that works out in the end. Question mark. Question mm-hmm. mark. Um, We've and, got and, enough yeah, favors is- just to be able to call in to help us out in our time of need. You're like, well, that's, that's great for you. And they that have these the water fucking... pumps. Like, yeah. they all have these parts and whatever. Yeah, it's just, it was really frustrating mm. because it's so Disney and kind of Ubisoft feels of, like, we're being political but pretending like it's not. Yes. And acknowledging I, of the things. There's kind of that, that you know, the idea as well. And, and we can get into kind of uh, how the show portrays say like America and, 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 and that, but there's very much then that, that counterpoint to kind of what Carly is saying with everything that's happened to all of these people that have been displaced, you know, taken in by these countries and then either kicked out again or displaced from the homes that they've been given because everyone has come back. And then it jumps back to America. It's like all these people on tough times in America, though, we pull together. We, we, you know, we get it done for them sort of thing. And it's, it's, it's weird that they've got this whole idea about class and how that's going to work. It's like, don't worry about that. We, 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 we're just going to get rid of that for a moment to just show you how good this is and how our characters in this sort of way come together and, and progress. And then we'll kind of go back to that idea yeah. about class because that's on in a completely different country. That's somewhere else. It's, it's not, you know, it's not America. It's the rest of the world. And it, it just, yeah. like that whole idea when we were talking about you know uh, how are they going to deal with the world sort of stage? You know, governments coming together uh, and what they're doing. Everything again, just back to America. We're going to talk about this in New York. We're going to talk about it. It seems to be just like American senators all hanging around, deciding the. Well, no, uh, those people were for all the GRC council was GRC, people from yes. different places. It's really wild that the American representative on the GRC is also a senator. Yeah, because you'd yeah. think one of those jobs would be full time. 
and the other would also be full time. <laughs> um, but I, I can forgive that just because like comic books do shortcuts like mm -hmm. this type of fiction can do those types of shortcuts. It doesn't make sense to have a second generic Amer American guy. It's the same reason why he's like presiding over pardons and also he does a lot. It's fine. He? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I think that's one of those things I can suspend my disbelief for because you already have too much, too many people, mm -hmm. etc. You know, he can be generic white dude being generic white dude role, right? Um, roles. But yeah, it's just like, okay, sure, the GRC is like the UN, I guess. That's why it's in New York. And, you know, the one, the second largest speaking role was the representative from Pakistan, I think. Um, right. Right. But yeah, it's just this. Okay, well, we're into it, right? So let's let's wrap up the. So yeah, the my problem with the Sam's family line problems mm. was it was real and legitimate, and there was good tension in the first few episodes of. You can't have it all, all your way, Sam. You can't be the hero and run off, but expect that nothing changes in your family when you don't help. Yes. Um. And yeah, it turns out your magic name doesn't get us a mortgage because it's just a, it's fame. It's not money. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it turns into. I it was I really didn't didn't like how they made the so, we can't sell the boat, which was done really quickly, and I kind of missed that. I was like, oh right, because we it's just been 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 a minute since we talked about the boat. Yes, but he's a stickler keeping the boat, and then she's like, we need to sell it. He comes to he's like, fine, let's. But instead, like we she's like, well, we can't sell it. No one will buy. It. He's like, fine, I will find people to fix the boat mm -hmm. and it's like cool it's a compromise he's gonna pull he has some downtime and he's going to get it so the boat can be fixed so they can save the house because it was kind of this tension between the two and they get all these people in this very like again don't worry about the plight of black people because they can always help each other yeah even though they're all poor kind of weird messaging mm. um because the whole point is that i thought that they were like a, a microcosm like they were showing the, 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 the struggles but actually it turns out all their, their neighbors had enough free time and capital and labor to just help these guys out mm -hmm. it's like okay so they weren't so subtly it's telling us the rest of them weren't struggling so much that they didn't need help as well which is why it rings really gross to me because it's it seems like very happy, uh, you know, everyone's helping each other. But actually, it's sending the message of they don't need help outside of each other. But also, they didn't all need help. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they couldn't have done this. Anyway, so we get to this, and then we're like, cool. And fucking Sam has the paintbrush. He's like, okay, well, we're trying to sell the boat. Gotta gotta wipe the name. And then his sister's like, we can't do it. I've changed my mind. You get your way. It the boat's magically fixed by the community, and no money? Question mark. <laughs> Um, and also you, the entire point of your strife with your sister that was giving some notion of groundedness to real people, which was, like you said, theoretically a contrast with Carly, which is why they have this weird connection. Mm -hmm. That's nah, fine. Yeah. We're at the last two episodes. So she, we're not even, you could just sell the boat. It doesn't matter. The boat has almost no stakes, but no, they have to do it so that everything gets, is perfect for the way, the way they see their characters wanting Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yes. And it's, yes. it was just like. Fuck this boat. Like, Molotov that. Someone blow up that boat. <laughs> he doesn't get the boat. It's it's the wrong message. And it's, it's, I, it's I, a strange... Smash the boat! I'm a boat smasher, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with the idea of kind of Sam becoming Captain America. And um, 
him coming to terms with taking on that role as well. You know, it happens at the same time, him flinging the shield around in the trees and him training and stuff when he is back uh, at his kind of like family home and they're doing the boat up and stuff. And it, there was no kind of, again, we've got this weird um, uh, disconnect between kind of what's happening in Carly's cause versus what is happening in this very small community. But then there was also a disconnect, and I don't know whether... There was they tried to connect it in some way between the community coming together and Sam feeling something for the community and everyone having it and oh, becoming Captain America. There, there was no. Oh, I didn't get that at all. No, no, no I don't think that was I, a connection. I, I, it kind of seems like it should have been right. It's just hey, let's resolve some family stuff. I mean, tie that all in in some kind of way, rather than him just being like, I'll just go and train and hang out in the trees and stuff and kind of take my time, talk to Bucky a bit and we'll be, you know, and I can be kind of Captain America and I can come to terms with it. But there's I mean, definitely yeah, it, scope to, to tie all of that in, in one sort of thing. If you're going to use... But then you'd have to be doing more than lip service and like pastiche mode. Yes, like, yes, absolutely. Even Isaiah was, was like a really cool character mm-hmm. who basically said no self-respecting black man could ever wear that, wear the, the stars and bars or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, and you're like, shit. I, like, yeah, I get it from his perspective. You made you made a big deal about this, mm. like you, yeah, and its impact on Sam, the testing, etc. It's multi. It's like they bring it up multiple times. Yep. There's this r- weird moment where his sister knows about him, but then he tells her about him. It's a very oddly written scene. Um, but yeah, we have this. It's like very good, and then we end up having him not re- be, be like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But also, I've got the shield. Well, now I've got the shield. You don't want the shield. And then he just starts training with the shield. Mm. And then his just... And then it's... I'm holding off on talking about the big speech at the end because I think we need to set up all the moving parts. Sure. But in the, in that speech, we see Isaiah watching TV and then crying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that speech moved me. It's like, no, it fucking didn't. Didn't you hear yourself two episodes ago? <laughs> this is 30 years of, of your life that you were tested on and ignored and whatever. And... Like, you're okay with this guy doing that because he's saying, well, like, some people might... He even said, like, some people might not agree with me, and that's the struggle I have, right? But then you make Isaiah being like, ah, he's a good guy. It's like, no, you're one of the... Writers, you wrote that line about some... You wrote Isaiah to be the symbol of the people who say you can't do this, and then you end up making Isaiah be kind of cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> like, you have these connections. It seems so obvious that you wanted this and this to be pieces to interlock. And then you're like, nah. Yeah. But what if what if everyone was just smiley because it's the last episode? <laughs> and you're and it's just so fucking frustrating mm-hmm. because it make it makes it all it makes it seem so much thinner. It's like you brought up these heavy issues. You seem to ha- be building up to a thing, and to just drop the ball on all these issues it's like okay well then it turns out i was probably just reading into this that you had grand ideas but actually you were just trying to say these are cash inable ideas like i'm just going to turn cynical when you don't connect these obvious things and you don't make it so that there's still some conflict because it's just easier if sam and slash captain america is loved by everyone yes yeah and it's like that's not what you were doing and, uh, and um, uh, yeah and uh, again we can see how they're sort of building up to that with with john uh, walker 
Oh, I'm glad you he, jumped into John. So, do you didn't... have any last thoughts on Sam? Because I think that's his arc, basically. I, I think that, the... that is his arc. We'll, we'll get to the to the final part, yeah. I suppose, uh, for him. It, it also says that it shows you again the cachet of the title of Captain America, that he then mm. got a statue and and some part within the Captain America kind of museum for Isaiah. He got Sharon pardoned as well. You know, all of these things that he couldn't do. And then suddenly there's an acceptance that he is Captain America. And he's like, right, do this, do this, do this, do this. this." You know, I can use the title now to do the things that I think kind of should be done. Um, Again, uh, it kind of builds into into John Walker. uh, The idea that we were talking about, you know, the government want Captain America to be there kind of person it, it's not the symbol yeah yeah to be the, the symbol for america but for the american government as well mm-hmm. and yeah. he has his his arc and he goes through he takes the super soldier serum and then he just kills one of the flag smashers with the shield and it all kind of falls apart for him um, and we can see that build up in what they want captain america to be and then how that relates to kind of sam in the last episode and how he uh, goes about doing all of the action scenes and stuff and, and and things kind of later on. You can see what they're trying to build Captain America up to be with this and the, the sort of the rise and fall of these different characters as the um, as the title of Captain America. Yeah, but I think again, John is uh, in some parts I really like the character. In some parts, I really didn't like the character. Um, he's meant to be this like cool under combat um, kind of soldier and he does mention at some point when he was talking to his partner's name Battlestar Uh, his partner's name wasn't Battlestar Uh, what was his name oh I I had it in my head (laughs) and now I've lost it Um, I've ruined it the flow is gone yeah uh, I think it's Battlestar. I think it's Battlestar. Battlestar Galactica. No, um, we'll find that out. But he, he, they were, they were having that conversation, and and he said, you know, taking the super serum, super soldier serum, makes you more. Oh, true it to- is Battlestar. Yeah. It's Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Battlestar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it makes it a, a more true version of yourself. You're then able to be more you, and. Walker as well kind of says, you know, like, yes, I got those medals, but I got those medals for like the worst day of my life. And I have to repeat that yeah. kind of over and over and over again. And you can see that he's got this like PTSD and that then comes out when he is, um, you know, supered up and Lamar is killed and he just goes fucking nuts. He's like, yeah, he just loses it. He snaps and he he's kind of wavering on that point and we're sat there going this is meant to be the best person to be captain america that the government have kind of put forward they're like this is who we want this is who yeah but i think that's a great the point job. it's like it absolutely yeah. and it, it shows us the, the the kind of the title of captain america can't just make you captain america as such yeah and i think that that part of john's story was really good i i i liked that thing yeah i didn't so, like I mean, the character you don't so much. like john yes exactly but you like you like the, what they did yes. and like having him also like there's some telegraphing with isaiah saying some of the serums were like not so good mm-hmm. we we know like even i think carly and the gang sort of hinted at like this wasn't this was hard on you and like it was like oh, i went on fire etc and he's like 
gone through this and hidden it from everyone that he's just had all this pain mm. and he's all muddled in the head but he's pr- got bravado so it makes sense that even if he was less of a douchebag though um he might snap this way because he's in this really stressful weird place yeah. and his only tether to the world just died and it's been his tether for a long time mm-hmm. we find out right um, yeah, and he just fucking murders this guy in public, and you know he doesn't even realize he's in public, because he's just, like, you, and, um, Wyatt Russell does such a good job of, of telegraphing that, yeah. that, like, that he's so focused in the way his body moves, and the way he's looking, um, and the way they capture that, um, you know, the shots they take, it's just so obvious that he's just single-minded, like, fuck you, mm-hmm. right? And then afterwards, he's just like, oh, <laughs> right, the world... Um, but I think that was really well done and it, it had a good arc for John Walker. Um, but one of the things I didn't like was like, he started out, they, they, he looked like the guy you, and I know they were trying to show that he was secretly not as good of a guy, but like, I don't think they showed that in the writing and the screen time of the character. Mm-hmm. I think they just made it such that it went from, he's really nervous and this good, wholesome guy who has all these medals of honor, uh, to, Hey guys, and also like, hey guys, I really want to work together. Like, let's do this. I'm I'm genuinely trying to do this, and you are Cap's team. And yeah, sure, he misspoke about sidekicks or whatever, but you could see that kind of being fumbling. And then the next time you see him, he's just like, "Fuck those." Guys. Yes, yeah. And you're like, yeah. "What? What happened?" Yep. And and like, it, it, that turn wasn't telegraphed. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and now he has to be the bad for a couple episodes, and he made it so that like his anguish in that moment was more understandable but it was like that's only because of a weird move before mm. and then and then and then he goes back to being somewhere in the middle i guess with the yep. like the scene where he gets di- not honorably discharged mm-hmm. um and he's like i just want to say my piece i just want him to say my piece it's like most well, fucking tell the reporters that's how they do it in the world i don't know why you like and then but i liked that he so, so that was all like, oh, this, the middle part of his character was just a mess. But then he goes to tell a lie, right? Because Carly's the one who killed Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells Lamar's parents, I killed that guy because I couldn't let like, the guy who killed you. Yes. Like, he lies because it's actually just rage against this group. He, you know, he sees them all as another. That's why he's a flawed character. He's looking, looking for revenge on all of them. Even if revenge on one of them made sense, he's still not doing that. Mm. Um, and I thought that was a very good thing, and I'm glad they didn't dwell on it. They just like they showed didn't and didn't tell, which is a thing the series struggles with. Um, so then he has to write that wrong, so he has to go back out. So he makes his own new shield and has his medal of honor he learned earned with Lamar on the inside, which I yes. really liked. Yeah, yeah, because it was to remind him of what he was doing, and like those touches were so good. But then he sort of just is generically accepted but like then the fight scenes don't make any sense because these guys just beat you up you you have no reason to now be buddies with them Mm -hmm. they definitely don't want to be buddies with you you're a goddamn murderer they saw and they know exactly what you were doing and they know you stole the super soldier serum and they're all just like walking down halls and tunnels together (laughs) and you're like well this is dumb and now i don't care about john anymore because he's just become a generic sidekick and all the tension uh, with the rest of the world, you've just written away? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned to Kim on that uh, on the scene where they're walking through the tunnels to look for Carly and, and the rest of them. Like, so I know Sam's now got his 
Captain America Falcon suit on, and he's got the shield, and he's got the wings, and all this sort of stuff. But you've just sent two super soldiers one way, and then just and regular guy the other way. And I get that they wanted to put Sam on his own to get him into that sort of situation, but, but it's just like, what? Who? Who out of all three of you has any kind of uh, experience tactical in these, sense. tactical experience in these situations? Like just also, just there's no way John would go with either of them. John's the one who should like. Y- you write that scene where John's like, "I'll go this way because I want to kill these fuckers. Yep. I don't want anyone to stop me. These aren't my friends." Mm. And then John finds Carly and starts beating her, and then Falcon stops them both, right? Yep. That's how yep. you make all three of them in a fight scene make sense. Absolutely. It also makes sense that it would be two versus one to put Carly on the back foot because one, she's a super soldier, mm-hmm. and Falcon's a jetpack man. <laughs> um, like, and it, it's ob- like, it's so strange. Like I said, it's just like this kind of writes itself, and I sure you want, they might want. I'm not the writer. I'm not saying you did wrong. It's just weird, given the way you've made these characters, that they would literally take those steps. Yeah, and and again, um, talking about John and his want for revenge, they come out that when the other guys come out, Bucky's just like, "We got you, surround them, guys." And John's just kind of stood back, like, "Sure, I guess I guess I won't get my revenge. I'll just let them all take these guys away." Yes, because so, because somewhere in the middle of those those fight scenes, he just became one of the team, yeah. right? That's why they're not questioning him. That's why he's no longer revenge given, and that's why he's got such a shitty raw deal. Mm. And then, and then you just see another one of those many wrap up scenes of just like, oh right, fucking Elaine DeGeneres has got, um, like, no, that's Ellen. Uh, what's Elaine? What's her name from Seinfeld? I've got my '90s sitcom Ellen's and the Lanes mixed up. What's her? What's her? Uh, a character something name. Defray. I don't know. The, I can't remember the character yeah. name. I can't Elaine. Yeah. yeah, Elaine. It's just like we something's coming, and we need a U.S. agent. Cool, I get it. That's fine, but it's like that's not actual wrap up for the character. Mm. His arc just died in the middle of a fight scene where revenge just left his body like a spirit. <laughs> like, okay. Mm. Absolutely, right. Absolutely, and this is exactly why I say I really like him and I really dislike him because there's some fantastic bits and he's played very, very well. And then again, just just at the end to wrap things up so quickly, it's like, nah, all of his motivations gone. Don't worry about it. Just yeah, sure. Elaine Benes, that's Julie Louise Dreyfus's um, uh, character name. Yeah, so that's him. I think. Um, Bucky basically didn't have a character arc, except he got over his PTSD question mark. Yes, and that, that this is this is one of the things that kind of annoyed me. It's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? So Wait, it's the it, Winter Soldier in this. It's yeah. about both of them, but it isn't. It isn't. No, it's it's actually secretly um, origin story for Captain America too. Yes, and it, it it got to that point as well where we see him get over his PTSD. We see him kind of shed off the title of the Winter Soldier. He's got that. And yet, uh, the the end credit scene when it says Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you're like, oh, good. So Sam's got his title, but Bucky's still the Winter Soldier, even though he's not the Winter Soldier. Hey, the Winter Soldier is is a is a title representing a very bad time in his life. Exactly. And and are they and like, are they he, telling us there's no resolution for him, even though they've suggested that there's a resolution for him? 
It's because it wasn't the show. Yeah, it's very... I So he also... They started to, like... I really liked in those first couple episodes of him trying to make peace the way he knows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the callback later on was, like, yeah, you're not, though, yeah. right? You know you're not. Uh, nothing in the middle happened to suggest that he had any actually moved from point A to point mm-hmm. B. Mm-hmm. But he was now at point B, and he's like, you're right. I, I need to do this. And he does the thing that the, the father, right, the, the guy he was having ramen with once a week to torture himself because he couldn't just tell this guy he killed his son. Yeah. Um, that scene was good. And then... It was weird where he made eye contact with the waitress he walked out of the date on. Yep. It's like, and she just like nodded at him. So it's like, it's like you're, it's well, cool. It's all cool now. But like, like, again, that makes sense in the sense of it's supposed to be a closure and he walks away mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. But what's her perspective? She either knows him as the guy who used to have lunch with this dude who walked out on a date for me and I've never seen him again. Or this dude has told me he was an assassin who killed his son and he he's just a monster who's been having lunch with him every week either way i'm not be giving him the nod yeah. like that's just not what happens you'd expect that she doesn't kind of make go, any sense you know wide-eyed because she'd seen him hovering in the window like oh fuck what's like, he gonna do like yeah or just fuck you 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 walked out on a date for me there's no middle ground between like her epistemic position doesn't get you to a point where she's happy to see him yeah. or whatever it's just dumb because they want a closure scene and they can't have the old man do it because he's they know well enough to be like he can't be the guy like well let's go for lunch even though you killed my son because you finally was honest with me like so they're just like well she's part of that little trio so she'll nod knowingly sure just don't think about it move on Mm -hmm. we're wrapping things Mm -hmm. up shut up Mm -hmm. right and so bucky was frustrating but like and also like you said the screen time was just so negligible um, and I really like the character. Yeah, uh, yeah. And at the same time, like, episode five was suddenly Bucky's on Sam's side. I liked that he was, like, when he apologized for not understanding what's why Sam didn't pick up the shield. Mm-hmm. Like, he understood more. Like, that was part of his and Sam's arc. But he didn't really... That doesn't... Didn't that give enough support to explain his arc? Yeah, he, he is just... In- he's integral to Sam's arc. But he doesn't yeah. have his own, or he he should have, and there is something there for him to have his own arc. It is just it's not an arc. It's just a, yeah. it's just two points next to each other, and, and there's then, no and movement like between them. It's just like blip. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, fine. Um, so let's let's talk about Carly, uh, and mm-hmm. then that, and then we'll wrap up um, with with how the show wrapped up. Not these individual storyline, but the big pivot big scene that is supposed to be the like thesis statement of the show uh-huh. essentially um but so carly i like i like her cause i like that they brought it up the idea of these displaced people and refugees and the plight of the downtrodden in the modern world like the the vague strokes are very important and yes get, you know post financial crisis you could argue post pandemic definitely will be a thing like these big events that have impacts economic and social impacts on people the flag smashers sort of sort of can be representative of all these things right um and that's sort of the point of the first few episodes right the flag smashers have a huge following because the message ain't wrong yep yep um and people you know on twitter and and, you know in articles and whatever and, and ourselves were wondering how how do you 
square the circle of them being the bad guys? Do you do you just bite the proverbial bullet and have them not actually be the bad guys so that the message can stay clean? No, just behind the backs of her trusted right-hand man, um, she just decides to blow up a car next to a building and kill X people because this is the only way they could listen after months and months of fighting in a different way and getting traction for the first yep. time. Yep. She's and it's just like right, 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 right. She's got to be bad, and you can't say her message is wrong. So you'll just make her evil, yep. and hope people won't notice that that doesn't change that the message isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but we definitely can't be a corporation secretly saying be good to people and not <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah, she's just got to be evil, doesn't she? She's just gonna just with no telegraphing become a zealot, basically, mm -hmm. and it was very frustrating like i would have ranted for like a good 15 minutes had we recorded an episode after episode four i think it was or whatever because there's just fuck you like this is so novice like it's so obvious and like so many people have talked about it you can just google it if you want to read articles but like this is not an unknown uh observation it just mm -hmm. was infuriating because it then became well, it, we all have the right to hunt these people down. We we don't have this moral quandary of like Sam trying to talk her down. All this other stuff they've done. It's just now. Well, she she killed like they killed someone. We don't know the circumstances, but they killed someone. So I guess we get to kill them. Yep. Or whatever, or capture them, or not, or not entertain the cause, or start ignoring the hundreds of thousands, millions, billions, I guess, right, of people who. They're representing a cause, but we're still going to trade on the idea that they have this support, but we're not even going to give a shit about that support for the rest of the narrative. Yes. Yeah, very much. Yeah. It's just like a, literally a flag was, was flip, flipped, uh, a switch was flipped, or you know, I was thinking like a software flag. Um, and that now it's like, cool, they did bad, so they're generically bad. It's like, it's not how, that's very bad moral... Um, yeah, view of the world. There was a there was a scene when she gets Batrock on board with her, where they sort of activated the app and everyone kind of gets up to come towards them, sort of thing. And you can sort of see that they're still trading on that idea. Oh no, I'm saying they're trading on it, but they're not like in the sense of it makes them seem more bad and more equipped, and and so there's there's stakes. Yes, but the rest like the. the lead characters and the audience are no longer really caring about the plight of the flag. Yes, all yes. the all the nuance of the flag smashers and the weirdness about they're not wrong right it's just thrown out the window as soon as like as soon as the car bomb happens suddenly the way the news talks about them the way the main characters mm. talk about them it's all we got to stop them and then all the people become this like shadow organization then they're all bad guys like there's no nuance to them it's just people standing up and like look They've got an army secretly. Mm -hmm. And the next time you see these people, there's secretly guards at the GRC. They're not everyday people. Like, it's just so obvious that they're like, and now these are bad people. We can do what we want. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, Carly's arc is essentially, I've become a bad guy. I'm a zealot. We've, we, and also, I think if you like, if you did rewatch, you would see that like a lot of her comments to like they give some dissenting voices in her group but they mm -hmm. all just like well she said the slogan which i liked because that's sort of what happens when you have top-down power yes. right um but like she's just like they have to listen we're gonna do this but even with it's like a six people and a bunch of people on an app but she's still hiding moves mm -hmm. 
because she's like, you know, the point is we're going to stop the votes. Like, no, I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. And it's like, you haven't even done the zealotry part well enough writing wise, because then you would have like made her like the other people could be zealots, too. That would make more sense than she's just this leader of this loose network, but now is short up power. But also these other people who have just as much physical power are questioning her, making her more of a big bad because it's easier for the narrative. But then I think they would have not tried to kill people. Yeah, yeah. She said so because they like that. You can't Mm. give me the dissent in a speech and then not in the actions that are way worse. Yep. Yeah, I, I I agree. I, I I think the flag smashes as such aren't used very well. Um, you know, the, the the little group of super soldiers, right? It is it's yeah. it's kind of Carly's show in that um, sense. You know, they as you said, dissenting voices, but they kind of fall in line with her and just then go ahead anyway. And they're like, well, Carly said it's okay, so we should do that. And now the old Captain America, John Walker's here, so now we'll just fight him, I guess, and then. We'll try and do this, and Carly's going to take this truck and do whatever she wants with it. Fine, I guess so. And it it, it does feel that that Carly kind of you can sense her frustration that that she has been yeah. trying things, that things aren't moving, that she kind of uh, elevates the things that she is willing to do um, to kind of get through this, and that also idea that she is still quite a young person and having that not sort of a change of heart but kind of rolling with things like shit this isn't going to work now I just need to do something and it's going to be the most extreme possible thing I could do because my mind is going nuts and I don't know what else to happen fuck it kill all of them like I can kind of see a little bit where that could come from but again not explained anywhere near enough we see a lot yep. of the time when she is very calm and quite measured in the conversations that she has over the phone with you know with the um with Bucky and with Sam you know the idea that she phoned up his sister and threatened her and then on the phone straight to him, she's like I'm not going to hurt them like I just I had to yeah. talk to you and that was the way that my brain thought that I could get to you to have this conversation yeah. sort of thing and, and you can see in there that she still kind of wants to do the, to good, do the thing. good thing, but doesn't know how to do that anymore and becomes more extreme in what she's willing to, to do. But you don't have that extended exploration of that. Um, it, it is just, well, I killed some people. I guess I'll keep I just, I keep doing it. I'll just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, again, frustrating because... Um, so much of why she's an interesting character is like she has this matriarchal figure that took care of her as an orphan and in multiple senses of the word, all these things. Uh, and she's trying to do the right thing for all these people. And again, that, 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 that turn where she's like, well, now I'm a bad guy. Um, then they go back on it, but it doesn't feel right mm. because that you can't fix that mistake of, of her suddenly deciding to blow up apropos like like of nothing really um and then yeah you're right she just is this she stops being as interesting because they kind of flattened her yes mm. like I, said, I think a lot of the characters like it's like a those like 
the the like street art from a certain angle that looks like a, a bus but is actually just at this angle this person like made it so that it looked 3d but if you like walked three paces you would see that's like so many of the characters in mm, this are like mm. they seem like they, they've got this depth but then the show itself pans the camera over and shows that this is actually 2d art yeah and you're like oh but i wanted you you tricked me with the 3D, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, it, and it's not a question of time, even though I think a longer series could help. Some of this is just like a, not doing these weird choices, sure. not making her the big bad, you know, or or having another one, even just having another one of her, um, her super soldier friends, um, be egging her on or something, right? Instead of them all being like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" It, that would make sense because then you could you could fill in that that depth of they're feeding off each other and 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 like absolutely that's yes. a simple thing that just gives depth to the characters mm-hmm. and ultimately that fight was just like talking at each other sam you know why don't you fight me why don't you fight back because sam has got to be this perfect paragon of i get that you are representing the downtrodden so i can't i won't hurt you but it's also but that's again trying to have your cake and eat it too with yeah. carly because actually she's a murderer and she was trying to murder people and your job is to stop murderers so you're being a bad hero but because they want her to be the carly of the first two episodes and in that scene forget make you forget the middle the last yeah, two episodes yeah. we've seen and and then just makes the fight scene seem really really strange it does and right? you, would, like, you would think that sam at least would if he doesn't want to hurt her that there's some way for him to subdue her at least um to make the you know to make an arrest if that's what's kind of you know they're, they're thinking they would want to do like he doesn't want to kill her but at the same time and from what he says he doesn't want to fight her but there's got to be some kind of some kind of subduing of her because otherwise she'll just keep fighting you forever well, and also, what like yeah, you've got this magic Wakandan armor, which I did the research. The original Falcon armor was made by the Navy, right? According to MCU, mm-hmm. so it's very strange that the Wakandans could make the same thing that reacts the same way he's used to in the perfect ways, and also design the robot, etc. Which now there are two of. It it was just it's one of those things where yeah, it's Wakanda like. Just magic they're the place. tech people. Magic place. They'll just they'll just they'll just post you a new suit. Mm-hmm. Fine, but it, it again doesn't hold up to scrutiny because it's like, well, they didn't make the first one, so even if they made an armor, I could it? Sure, fine. Again, I get get nitpicky when there's so many threads to pull mm-hmm. versus just letting it go. But um, that's just a, an armor, right? So how? So the whole point is she's got a super soldier thing, which is the the MacGuffin of generic power that he doesn't have. Yep. And the, and we've seen that a Captain America with that with it isn't enough because that's John Walker, mm-hmm. Walker's arc, arc, right? But suddenly now he's able to hold hold her off while she's just angry fighting him, and he's not even fighting back, but he's doing better than when he fights back. And you're like, this is plot armor. You're literally wearing plot armor. Mm. Um, yeah. So fight me, fight me, and then Sharon shoots her because that way Captain America can just not have done any possible wrong from any possible anger angle um and she like says i'm sorry to him and it was the most like so infuriating because then she just lets go like you've made her zealot a zealot 
that's now her arc. I, I didn't like that you did that, but you did. And now you're trying to make her repent in yeah. her last breath? <laughs> yeah. Like, good lord, stop doing this to your characters. Mm. Just let her be bad. And also, she has a, she shot twice in, like, the midsection and dies immediately. And Sharon's <laughs> shot once and is still alive to this day. I'm pretty sure she never got bandaged up after it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it speaks again to the whole sort of series. And the idea that um, I really wanted this series to be really great. Everything to be in the middle. But... They've not made it grey and in the middle. They have gone, well, now they're here and now they're right down here. And yes, they balance out and it is grey because they're doing both bits. So it kind of... Oh, yeah. It turns out averages aren't always the best measure. Yes, yes. And then Carly is the exact example of that. She's up here. She's down here. She's up here. She's down here. She's up here. Whereas she needed to be this. And she could have blipped up a little and she could have blipped down a little. But she kind of needed to sit in that grey space Sometimes she did. Sometimes she's fucking purple over there somewhere, yeah. and it just it just didn't quite work. And I think that's. I, I don't need to wrap up anything else, really. I think that's my thought on yeah, the no. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think you're right. I think it just it it did it, it didn't work, and it was because we it, it was just inconsistent. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and again, those last episodes very much felt like wrapping everything up quickly mm. so for example as if the government would be like look just you, some other government gave you a suit with is does it have camera tech privacy tech spy tech who knows but like some other government gave you a suit and now you're just like and you you stole the shield that we really want to pretend is ours even though we don't mm-hmm. the, the shield you have and you're just proclaimed yourself captain america and we're cool with it um, so cool with it that we're also going to let you pull up one of our dirty secrets that a plot point earlier was they would never let you pull up this dirty secret and put it in the fucking Smithsonian <laughs> in the Captain America yep. exhibit. And and they've done it already, like a week later or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no. Um, so, so yeah, so time also is weird in the, the show, but we, we sort of touched on that with the montages. Let's just... Wrap it up with with a quick bit of fuck you final speech. Uh, that's what I'm calling this segment because first of all, it's just a bad scene. He just stops some bad guys and then he and he just gives a seven minute speech to on TV that everyone happens to be watching mm-hmm. and everyone no one interrupts him. The senator's fine afterwards. Um, you know the, he, the senator like. It's it's like you got to do better, and the guy's like, "Do you understand how complicated it is?" Like, and he's like, "No, but you should do better." And the guy's like, "You're right, I should do better." And like, "Fuck you! You're t- you're degraying any of the nuance mm-hmm. of this show." Mm-hmm. Like in this speech, you're basically like, "Ah, it's actually none of it was a big deal the whole time because I said so." Yeah, and you're like, and it's it's just sad, like. The the senator is supposed to be the bad guy, but you understand his point of view. But they the, the writers just decided, or someone, or the studio, I don't know, but just like, what if, no, what if we didn't have any gray areas? The point is, we need to find a place for these people, and we need to pay for one. And it's really complicated, because money doesn't come out of nowhere. He's like, you could just make money and move borders. Like, what do you mean you could just move borders? Do you know how, what the history of the world is? <laughs> have you heard of, let's say, the Middle East, for example? <laughs> 
Borders aren't a thing you can click your fingers and change. I'm pretty sure the Infinity Gauntlet can't solve that crisis. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's really complicated. Mm, that's the point. Absolutely, that's yeah. why the Flag Smashers are gray. That's why you can see why the, G- the GRC seems to be doing it. W- like, the rest of the show is the GRC is doing this with muscle. They even say, you shouldn't just, we shouldn't, like, the, the American guys, like, we've got the people, just push them out. And they're like, well, someone else dissented. They're like, we shouldn't be using armed forces. To yes. Do this. And then I guess what he's saying is, make land change border use armed forces make their problem go away mm. like it's unclear what he says they can do but they all agree that they could have done it all along but also people might i'm black and so people might think it's bad that i'm i'm being captain america um and i'll have to deal with that oh let's cut away and show that the one person who represents those people is cool with it so even this bit that he's acknowledging is a conflict the world isn't actually in a conflict. Don't worry, TV watcher. It's all fine. Everything's fine. Race is fine. Class is fine. We, it, the rich people were just not thinking hard enough. That's it. Or they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And, and they could. And they will now because a guy in a suit with wings told them to. And it's just so patronizing to the actual world and the fictional world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense in either. And it really is bad for the audience. Like... It's it's it just literally to me was five minutes of why this show let me down. Mm. Like they're just like here are the ways we're letting you down in real time, mm-hmm. and I like so I can like the show because it was fun action etc. But all the interesting things they they brought up they really hammered home in that five minute scene of why they didn't pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. maybe it, just sad. Anyway, I needed that rant. I needed that rant etc. Um, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? Um, I'm, I know they've just greenlit um, or are in talks about Captain America 4 as a, as a film, which you would imagine is going to uh, revolve around Sam. Um, and who knows what's going to kind of come from that. Um, we, I think, when we first talked about this show, wanted to see how it would affect the world going for the the MCU that you know the world of the yeah. MCU how it would affect it going forward and they've as we've talked about tried to do bits and unsuccessfully moved the state of stuff on i think um so we come out of the end of this not really having progressed much from the beginning of it it, it, it it kind of sets out to say we want to do this, we haven't done it, and there's been absolutely no point in any of this whatsoever, apart from to make Sam Captain America I was gonna say, to move on. Wing the next Boy now point. has shield. Yes, it, it it seems like yeah, it was fun in places. Um, some of the characters are excellent. Uh, introduces characters that I think will be very good going forward, like John Walker and and stuff, dependent yeah. on kind of how that's uh, then used, sort of. But the big issues that it wanted to address weren't really addressed, and it doesn't put us in a in a in a place to be like, wow, the world is now going to be different. We can see how yeah. that will then push through into the other. Uh, shows and films that are going to be coming from this. It, it, it does, didn't have that big kind of 
pivotal moment that the that the films have. You know, you get to the end of the film, it's yeah. like, right, stuff has changed for the better or for the worse. We can see what the situation is. This just I, there's no change. Yeah, I think that's a really good um, point that I hadn't appreciated was just how empty the series is and it, it's not about movie versus tv show mm. or like wanting the mcu to progress it's the fact that the characters haven't moved not they are right that like it's it's like someone sort of hit reset on the board mm. and then we got back to the same positions uh, essentially um so things that changed well so the flag smashers existed and then stopped existing although i think carly's not dead that's why he was she was brought Ooh. to uh, a stretcher he put her down on a stretcher, it and then did, yeah. he had a speech, and they rolled her away. I think that's a, at least them bookmarking her as potentially to okay. come back, depending on how popular she is. Uh, which also makes me hope Flag Smashers aren't gone, but they really feel like the movement's decimated because they also they took over the app, right? That was one of the MacGuffins yeah, of yeah. how they <laughs> how do you catch five other super soldiers when we make a big deal that they can't stop one? Oh, guys with guns and an app. Um, so there's that. John Walker's new. Okay, Bucky, before this, we knew he had healed himself. Like, psychologically, in his time when Wakanda was great, and we last time we saw him, he was more grounded and no longer the Winter Soldier. He's in a good mental place. We start the show with, actually, he's got some issues, mm-hmm. um, and he needs to work through addressing the people he's harmed. And then we end it with, oh, he's in a good place mentally. So actually... Bucky's gone nowhere. Yeah. He could easily have... Those issues have been solved with all his Wakanda treatment and nothing would have changed when we didn't know otherwise until the show started and it ended and it was fine. Mm -hmm. So, Wing Boy has S.H.I.E.L.D. That's his arc. His family still has a house and a boat. (laughs) Yes. Nothing's changed, right? Wing Boy has S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Sharon's got pardoned. Mm -hmm. Uh... Zemo's in jail. Ha! Oh, he's in a different yes, jail, in though. a different country. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't even really know that he wasn't in the raft before, because we have I think we just found out he was in a Berlin jail instead. It's it just, it's nothing moved. It, like, if we, there's if they said he was in the raft in the next movie, and this show didn't happen, we'd be like, yeah, I remember he was arrested. They probably put him in the raft. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, so like nothing, nothing. <laughs> Everything is a, it's just like this vacuous move, which is okay for a series, I guess, but not when you are. It's part of this experiment, but also just it's telling that Zemo starts in a jail, ends in a jail. Uh, Bucky w- was fine, then we realize he isn't fine, then he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good way of um. Uh, you, you pointed. I didn't realize just how. MCU empty it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could just th- it, throw it out. And it's going to be, um, I know someone, whether it's a showrunner or, or producer, has come out and said, well, someone in Marvel's TV department have um, have turned around and said, you know, WandaVision, it was its own kind of thing. It'd be very hard for us to recreate that as a, as a second series. But there's potential from what we've been doing that Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki will have second series and Loki I could see that he's kind of removed from the movie galaxy goings on uh, um, to kind of do whatever this kind of time shifting or or, or jumping show is going to be looks very interesting but Falcon and the Winter Soldier leads straight into 
blockbuster movie Captain America number four, how do we go from TV show to big film, then back down to TV show? Oh, I think to that maybe big film again. I think that is potentially fine because I mean, if one thing one of the things we have learned in this pandemic times is like movies can can be consumed at home mm-hmm. as two hour stories. Yes, um, and so. If you think of it that way, and you think of this as a six-episode miniseries th- that you also stream on the same service, mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I think the scope has to be when you're telling a longer uh, something in a lo- like one story in a in a long part versus one story in several parts. You're going to need a different type of story. Yep. I think that's fine. Um, I actually wouldn't mind more playing up and down the rungs of in that what makes sense. For this type of story. Oh, we want to put Captain America through these paces. Well, should it be a six-hour miniseries, mm, a 12-hour mm, miniseries, mm. or a movie? Um, if the problem I have then is, like, we do have a notion of TV series linking each other. This, like, even if time passes, you shouldn't have to watch a movie in the middle to understand. That's the thing that's kind of frustrating. Yes. But again, if it, they're all, if the only way to access it is Disney Plus and the new movie is also on Disney Plus, that's probably just a. I'm not used to new things, <laughs> right? I think that's okay. But well, it's. I think. I guess my my worry is that they they if the reason why they're saying they can do this is because nothing changed, so we can slot these in whenever we have the time and money yep. and availability. I don't want these things. Yes, like I wanted absolutely. more yeah. out of this, and I'm fine with it not getting it. But I don't want this to be the norm. Yeah. Of like, like you've really opened my eyes with that observation. I'm still kind of it's, reeling from the no one changed states, and it's in and it, six it, hours. And as we say, we 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 don't want that. And it's going to be, um, you know, Captain America four could happen. It can be this big kind of pivotal shifting moment for the MCU, as lots of these kinds of films are, or at least for the character on some of these sort of standalone uh, um, kind of character films. But it will it will shift them to a point, and then do we just come back for like a wet weekend in New York with Sam and Bucky just hanging out, stopping bad guy number two, um, you know, on a on a very small scale, grounded kind of level versus Captain America four, which will probably be a bit more world shifting. It's it's that my worry is that that scale will come back down and just be boring. And they won't move people on. And I mean, it's only in the films that things move, and the series are just like addendums to that. Almost. Well, there's like it, it, it's like a this is a series of like anime filler episodes. Like, mm. oh, the manga hasn't caught up, so we'll just have a we'll have a series of events with a new bad guy. Um, but because the manga is the actual source material, we can't have anyone really change or progress because when we loop back in, we. The the story is actually here. It's just Goku so, powering up a spirit bomb for six hours, just yeah. sat there like, and everyone else doing a few so, little so, things, fighting Cell or something. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, that is the worry. I mean, one of the things that I I worry about with the way the MCU movies have gone is that they just keep going bigger. Yes, and that's unsustainable. I mean, we 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 killed all the half life, whatever that means. God, I've ranted about what that means in previous places, but um, of the universe, and then we fixed it. This was like at least galaxy level in the sense of the people and whatever, but now we're doing multiverses, and it's like, mm. okay, mm. but like, 
one of the and even Spider-Man movies, which Spider-Man as a character is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and and the three MCU Spider-Men have been quite big and in all kinds of places in the world, and he's the small time one, and he has a magic suit for parts of them, and you know all the stuff, um, and you're like. We're missing out on those small stories, but you're right. Like if you use the same characters and you and you make it vacuous, especially you don't give a reason why we care about stopping this one crook yep. um, versus, you know, the end of all time and space as we know it or whatever. Um, it's, it's never going to work because you've chosen to set our expectations on this path and then any drop out of it is going to be boring, but also... Yeah, it's like the stakes are unclear. So one of the things I liked about the Marvel Netflix shows, even though like all kind of fell off pretty quick, yeah. um, is that they were small mm, yeah. and they were grounded and you got to learn characters and they felt good for at least a time mm-hmm. before I think they just didn't quite have the way, way to finish seasons or second seasons or whatever. But like that's why that works is because you have these characters in the universe who aren't part of the big team. And it's much harder to make a Bucky and Captain America go from being on the big team to, like you said, being on the downtime and make us care because the narrative has told us that they operate on this scale. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think that's a good place to... um, Oh, we've got a question. Maybe. Who knows? It might appear. Oh, yes. Aha. Yes, we've got a question um, from the chat. Uh, Amy Chibi says, is there any scene in the six episodes that made you think at some point could this be a scroll in disguise considering scrolls will appear later? Yes, we t- touched on this earlier. Um, basically, most of Sharon's heel turn of episode six, but especially her um, immediately leaving the, magically getting her job back um, and being like, I've got access, get ready to sell, which was like, yeah, that could be a power broker line, but it really seems like she's way more evil than her character ever should be. So either this is very terrible writing of the character because it just doesn't connect to her past or she's not really who she says he is. Um, it's, any other ones? Uh, uh, I was going to say with that, it's hard to kind of, if we're thinking that she is, she's been sort of, uh, when did that happen? At what point has that uh, has that turn kind of happened? It, has she been a scroll possibly for the entire series? Did that happen at some point during this run? And that's why we've seen oh. a, a bit of a shift no, no. in character. I think this explains... So this potentially explains my big problem with her rise to power is... Because she just like isn't telegraphed as a person who... Like she's just a good agent. So how did she become a good power broker? How did she ha- have enough time to rise to those ranks, etc.? But if she was a scroll, and... Uh, Given that, I, you know, according to the fandom wikis, um, she was snapped. Mm-hmm. What if she was snapped and blipped, but caught when she got blipped? Yes. But actually, there was a pseudo Sharon since during that five years or before that five yeah. years. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I just don't understand how she gets all the power of the power broker, especially with a five year gap, but just in general, because it's very odd. But I think. Any moves towards power brokers where she, if she turns out to be a scroll, it'll be explained by like this entire rise to power was exploiting the bits of connection she had and maybe her grounding in Madripoor. Um, what I find, I mean, what's still kind of a big question is where are the people who the scrolls replaced? Because mm. mm-hmm. um, that's the only thing that sort of 
tickles me there because if it's if it was pre-snap, then she would be blipped back to where she was being held. But I think they're going to say it wasn't, in which case, did she start doing the art theft stuff to stabilize, then get um, scrolled, and then they used that power, her st- her stability story, to then become the power broker? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I just think they didn't think of what the timelines with the power broker is. <laughs> yeah. um, Amy um, Chibi also says, uh, you think it's possible there is a scroll in Wakanda. Um, from what we've seen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't know, but I think it's possible that there are scrolls everywhere. Oh, I think. I mean, that they're I think it'll be proper. All, yeah, all levels of stuff. We were we were saying sort of earlier in the conversation. Um, how is this going to play out over the next slate of of films? Is it going to just sort of be uh, um, brought in in Captain Marvel two? You know, we know that um, what's his face Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Doctor Strange is a multiverse kind of film. P- possible that it kind of plays in a little bit in there, but I don't think it will. Can come in with Captain um, Marvel 2. Maybe it touches on it in um, Black Panther 2 as well. But I think that's the the scrolls is kind of going to be this Avenger level threat. Um, yeah. you know, as kind of Loki and the staff and Thanos sort of pulling the strings was in the first Avengers film um i think that it will build up to that point so i think we'll see little hints of them until captain america 2 which will fully pull it all in um and then we'll have this i don't know another team up film because they've infiltrated all of these parts yeah, of society I think- and they need to deal with it so. yeah i think you're right i think the scrolls are going to be Kind of just like this blip we had. So, like, the end in WandaVision, we had an actual scroll reveal, mm. right? Um, here we end with something's weird with Sharon. Uh, so, I think um, Black Widow is in the past. Yes. So, that won't have anything. Or it might just tease us to, to tell us they, they've been around for, around for long enough. Um, I think... Definitely, there are some in Wakanda. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, our senator boy is a scroll, mm, for example. Mm. If it, it, you know, uh, that would make more sense in why he's playing multiple generic politician roles. Um, although it could just be, you know, expediency of production. Um, so the, the docket is what Black Widow, uh, Chang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2. So I think by Captain Marvel 2 we're going to have scrolls more front and center. Mm. But I don't actually think, given that the Fantastic Four traditionally are scroll enemies and they're supposedly coming, I'm wondering how long the scrolls will be an enemy. Uh, like whether it'll be like a that Thanos buildup, mm. like you were said, or whether it's just like, yeah, they're the big bad in Captain Marvel 2. Um, just because there isn't a, we don't, haven't heard of a, like a Avengers style you know, bring everything together, super event yet. And it would make sense, given that they're doing all this, that there will be one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, the next few movies seem like like the Eternals is just introducing the Eternals. There might be some cameo scrolls, so to speak, like throwaway stuff. But I think we'll basically just be seeing them pop their heads in and out or, or just have people acting a little weird. And some of those will be red herrings. Mm. Like Sharon might not be a scroll, right? Um, but she sort of seems like she is because this is so weird for Sharon, but it might be one of my complaints about the red herrings is that like, 
sometimes it's like, well, they're acting weird because we want you to think this, but actually they were just acting weird. Like the like what's his name, uh, Quicksilver. Yes. Yeah. 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 From one division. He was a red herring of using the same actor at the like the contextual the supra contextual level, uh, and people got annoyed at that. And and maybe multiverse will bring him back in a way that satisfies mm. that or not. But I think I think Skrulls will be a, a slower burn. Um, but that also means that like they'll be in the next slate. Yeah. But I didn't get any feels from any of the Wakandan guards. Um, that they are scrolls, although that might explain the thing that we called the plot hole earlier, which is why would they take him to the raft and not, and not to Zemo to the raft mm. and not Wakanda? What if the raft is where they're holding, amassing ooh. people that are using? <clears throat> ooh, ooh, ooh. And I, I mm. had a, a thought as well. The character with the really long name who turns up, um, Julie Louise Dufresne. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, is is there a possibility that she is and by bringing in um now what's he called US agent she's creating yeah. this kind of alternate avengers team to do their kind of bidding you know whether that kind of plays in as well rather than us having a you know like a uh, uh, an alternate avengers like x force you know they're the ones that do all the dirty jobs and that sort of thing you know the the x-men are the team that go out and save things and the x-force are the ones that kind of assassinate people when it's kind of needed yeah i don't want that from like another avengers sort of team Um, there's so many like west coast avengers and all these different things that you could try and do but that might make sense in terms of the scrolls wanting some kind of higher powered people to sort of back them up and i don't know how that would play out whether they would brainwash them or whatever that would do but there might be an inkling of them building a team as well and like john walker is at least from what we know maybe the first addition to that because she was an odd character just the way she presented and talked and it could just be that character i don't know who that character is i'm not that deep in marvel lore to know so potential there as well maybe um yeah so uh the one thing i will say is i'm really hopeful that um zemo on the raft is 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 creating a thunderbolts Mm. because he'll have access to people and like they all him and five people break out but because he, he does have this specific like twisted but like specific um moral super people are bad Mm -hmm. we need less of them um and that's what i'm trying to do i think having him he he's a founder of the thunderbolts um uh and i think it would be really cool if they brought that in again this will be like in five years or whatever (laughs) but like they're they keep filling up the raft and the reason is because then we can have a thunderbolts Mm -hmm. uh and then you know there's interaction in historically between uh, the Avengers and Winter Soldier and the Thunderbolts, etc. And I think that would be a really cool thing. And I'm hoping, you know, I like the fact that we can look at the comics and see, try and predict what parts of Marvel Universe will become parts of MCU. Yeah, as Amy Chibi's just said, Red Hulk at some point, that was exactly what I was thinking as well. Are we going to, at some point, get a Hulk film? You know, it's this. did we have a Red Hulk in one of the Hulk films that aren't, part no. of the mcu has it ever appeared or was it, it was abomination no, no, thunderbolt there. ross has always been um, just a dude yeah so um 
Rolk. Loved Rolk. I oh, have a Lego Rolk somewhere. <laughs> so I think I think there is definitely potential for that um, as well. And I, I was going to mention, um, just as kind of like my final thought, how we, we can we can kind of see maybe the TV shows and the films working quite well in tandem when you get to these big events as we kind of do with the comics, right? We have a, a five, ten episode run of a big event. And then in each individual comic for these characters, we have little tie-ins and, and crossovers and those sorts of things. And I could see that happening with the TV shows. So suddenly we get to sort of Captain Marvel 2 and it's like, here is the big bad. And then... Winter, uh, uh, Falcon or Captain America Winter Soldier has season two or three or whatever it may be by that point and it's its own self-contained element dealing with them dealing with the scrolls without having to come into this big Avengers level movie that actually you have an Avengers level event but it's three or four different things all tying in together that kind of all don't have to be watched together. You know, the, the Captain Marvel 2 will be the film to watch for this part. There's just lots of stuff that kind of builds into this going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, and we know the Secret Invasion is going to be a TV series yeah, at some yeah. point. They announced it, but not when, which is why I think we'll only be teased in Black Panther 2 and we'll have Skrulls introduced as a big bat, uh, reintroduced or dealt with in maybe Marvel 2. But not the invasion that might be mm-hmm. the like stingery revelation of the big bad, like oh I'm not the only one or something like that. Like so that there's stakes for Captain Marvel. We're reminded more about Scrolls. Um, no, I haven't heard about supposed oh. leak in Marvel. Ooh, ooh, oh, well, <laughs> this just in supposed leak. Uh, this is where we find out Amy Chibi is the leak. Yeah, that would be amazing. It might not be. As you're just like, what do you think about Red Hulk? Then just doing some research, like, hey, what do you like? You guys like what Red, Red Hulk? Well, what Red Hulk is. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, where the secret invasion comes uh, possibly after um, Captain Marvel 2 as well. It's kind of the first show, as WandaVision was, to kick everything off. Where the secret invasion will be the thing that will then kick off phase two, or not two, phase six, five. Fuck knows now. Um, Amy Chibi says, and Kate Bishop, uh, uh, it says that Hawkeye movie, Hawkeye retires and is replaced by Kate Bishop. Yeah, we're getting a Hawkeye TV show, I think, as well. Yes. Which is being filmed. Um, and Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye, will eventually join US Agent 2 to create West Coast Avengers. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so we also got a hint of this Kate Bishop stuff with the Avengers game having both Hawkeye. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so that this makes sense um and we're getting a moon knight tv it show also well. is coming we're getting right? a moon knight tv show as well yes he was a, he's um, a west coast so, but i think it yeah i think oh yeah is mm-hmm. he oh uh, yeah so this makes sense it's also a very good way of passing the guard um because like jeremy renner is part of the old guard he's still around so having giving him finally his character some screen time even if it's on tv show makes sense <laughs> but also i i kind of like the idea this is very smart so i hope it's true of like the avengers they did their thing and now they can't they they're very basically all like uh eh, we're done mm. <laughs> mm. um and then um to have 
the West Coast Avengers be the response, not versus the Avengers doing these things, and we're kind of the B team. And so sometimes we go out. It's not clear why they're just busy. Like that's always been the tension, right? But to have the West Coast Avengers be like, the world needs Avengers, and we're the new group, mm-hmm. and having like the you know the, it makes sense then that like Mark Ruffalo's in She Hulk, and maybe She Hulk is. I don't remember where She Hulk is. I don't think we've been told where it's. Set, I think she's, which she's the West Coast. I think she's New York, isn't she? New York, yeah. right? She is nor she is normally, but I'm saying I don't know if they move right. her yeah. to like L.A. or something, such that, you know, then we have Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She Hulk, Captain Marvel on in a pinch, and then they all come together as Secret Invasion. Mm. Bing bang mm. boom. Nice. We've done it. And then all you need is someone in a suit, which. It's probably what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson. No, no, um, uh, Don Cheadle, Ro- Rhodey. Oh, uh, uh, War, War Machine. Machine. Yeah, because he wasn't really an Avenger, so he could join. The, he's a B team. He can join the B team, right? God, I'm the oh, meanest. Poor Rhodey. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I, I. That. That all makes sense. It's very logical. But I hope. I, and I'm. I, I'm actually fine with it being telegraphed this far ahead. That doesn't change anything for me. I don't think it's a huge spoiler mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense because then you get to do the same t- types of things and i like that it's playing a lot in the tv space because i think one of the complaints people have about the avengers is like it took three movies but you still didn't learn a lot about the characters so doing like a moon knight series they're like this is moon knight hawkeye new hawkeye and then she hulk new she hulk then you get to do all that stuff without having to make three blockbusters in order to make bring them all together mm. i agree yeah yeah, and yeah, I mean, Wolverine's been on every single possible I mean, team in existence in Marvel, hasn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think they're ready for mutants yet. I think they're still I think yeah, they're still that's hold the off one. on that. I, I, I like X-Men, but I'm glad that they're not rushing to bring mm-hmm. them in. Um, uh, just because uh, it's, it's just not been... Film hasn't been good to, to the X-Men for the past few movies. Uh, and it's okay. And actually, letting like Hugh Jackman obviously age out of the role mm. is also a very shrewd move because, boy, are people attached to him as Wolverine. And you need you need a Danny DeVito. You need a small guy because that's the whole point is Wolverine ah. is a small guy. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I'd like him. I'd really like them to bring... Um, the, the the actress who played um, X-23 in Logan back, but I know Logan is kind of this oh. removed thing as well. Like, it's one of the it's only like, film, it's the only X-Men film I don't think that's on Disney Plus at the moment. Uh, I would pr- I would think oh, really? that's more to do with its certification than uh, rights or something like that. But it, it, it kind of, Logan was removed. But uh, Laura Kinney could come back, absolutely, uh, as X-23, you know, um, and she doesn't have to be a mutant, as we've sort of seen with with um, with Scarlet Witch. They've rewritten that character to not be uh, a mutant and have mutant sort of abilities. It was just other stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. Don't don't get attached to the shit from the comics. Let them remix yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, Ghost Rider would also be cool to bring back. Mm. Although without Nicolas Cage, it's a really Ghost Rider. <laughs> answer is yes. Uh, boy, are those fun films! Uh, but uh, I think I, we've we've sort of come to the end of our time mm-hmm. um, for this week's episode. Um, so thanks to everyone who tuned in, like, follow, subscribe on whatever platform you happen to be listening Absolutely. and or watching us on. Uh, if you have thoughts about Falcon and the Winter Soldier or upcoming things you want um, us here at Geek Out Weekly to talk about, 
Um, send us an email at podcast at outoflives.net or a tweet out of, at outoflives.net or Ben directly at Nova underscore 47, mm -hmm. myself directly at the Omniarch. Um, head over to outoflives.net for other videos, podcasts, uh, articles, pop culture, gaming stuffs. Um, that's it. Like, subscribe, support, tell a friend, come back next week. We're normally um, live every Monday at noon. This week, we're a couple days shy mm -hmm. of that, past that. Um, I know how words work. Yep, that's about <laughs> yeah. it. That's us. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Um, bye. Bye. www.outoflives.net